the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. A bowl of crunchy granola in a cornflakes world. On Faith Talk Atlanta. Huh? What? <laughs> Huh? What'd he say? He said we're a ball of granola in a <laughs> cornflakes world or something like that. Oh, those voice guys. They're in a world uh, of their own, yes, aren't they? they are. But they're making the big bucks. He does. Well, I, I'm, you know, I, don't, I can't say that he does, but the guys that get a lot of the work, they make a lot of money. Yeah, but Dan and I, were in the sweet spot of our mediocre radio career, yes, and it Proud is the Wednesday edition of <laughs> Faith Talk Live, and, and I'm the Rick one. And I'm the Dan one. Hey, welcome to Hump Day. It is hump day and uh, day of hope with food for the poor. Tiana Bogino on the uh, third microphone. You guys are doing the, uh, what is that, reggae? A little that, reggae, I know, mom. I love little, it. Little Bob Marley I want to be on the action. beach now. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, uh, years ago I went to a, a pastor's conference and it was in Trinidad and there were a bunch of guys from Jamaica there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, me trying to be me and trying to be funny <laughs> i say hey mon what's going on and they, and they looked at, at me like uh, deer in the headlights and <laughs> but they they say it so smoothly it's right. just a part right. like the canadians say hey good day yeah but when i try to do it it sounds like uh, a boil on your butt or something i don't know <laughs> oh. okay. did i that say that graphic. i'm sorry yeah. is that wow. the corporate phone ringing again <laughs> oh. can we start this over is it are we, do we have the delay on today <laughs> <laughs> too late too late okay. for that well, welcome. We're going to uh, check in with the guys from Food for the Poor. They're down the hall at 104.7 The Fish, mm-hmm. our sister station. They were on with Carl and uh, Tina this yeah. morning. Hanging yeah. out with Park Stamper now, our good friend Park uh, Parks Stamper. Parks now. Yeah, she's the queen. we got to have her back on the on the show. Yeah, we, we do. We never laugh so much. Well, when we had Taylor on. Taylor's a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, she was she was fun as well. we got to get those two back. Yeah, we do. Anyway, they're down the hall. We'll grab uh, Paul Jacobs in just a few. You've probably... Been hearing uh, our uh, our um, our breaks with Todd Chapman, right. who is a part of Food for the Poor. It's uh, what a great cause. We want you to be a part of it. You can. I love the easy one, the pound one, and that's just for me because I can't remember numbers and it gets too complicated and passwords and all that. And you like to pound things. I like anyway. to pound things. So right. is it pound two fifty? And you say hope, yeah. not type it in. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You say hope. Yeah, yeah, you say hope. So it's just that easy $50 and you can uh, feed kids water for life and food for a year. Mm-hmm. They're pretty wow. cool, right? That's a great deal. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and what is amazing, too, is this guy still around. Mick Jagger is 74. Wow. And ooh, working ooh, on a new ooh, album, aren't ooh, they? Really? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, That's what they say. <laughs> what do you think it's about karaoke that? karaoke time. That's like a boil right there. on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you, uh, that's can my, you uh, do that's moves my, like Jagger? That's, uh, no, I can't. No? Okay. At 74, this just hit me this morning. You're not 74. No, Mick no, no. Jagger's Mick Jagger is right. 74. He is just six years younger than my dad. I can't imagine wow. my dad prancing around a stage <laughs> with his lips out. 
I mean, he's good at, hey, kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) But he's not good with, I'll bet Steve could prance around like that. Oh, yeah. Steve can bust a move. Bust it. That's right. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what these kids call it? Was he a break dancer days? back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's how he got mom, right? Uh, That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, baby. What's your sign? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, since we have a... Um, now, see, I don't even know where you are in the whole thing. I heard today uh, uh, coming into work. Of course, I'm a baby boomer. Dan, you're not, yeah. are you still a baby boomer? Uh, I think I'm officially a Gen Xer. A Gen Xer. Yeah. And then there's what millennial in there somewhere. That's right me, that. millennial. Are you a millennial? I am. Did I hear this morning that the the population of millennials is overtaking the baby boomers now? Well, that, probably. I thought I yeah. heard that this morning. I would guess. And they were talking about voting and elections and stuff. And the thing is, is that baby boomers tend to to vote right. Millennials don't right uh, vote right, but they don't vote. Uh, we, we not saw, right correctly, but right yeah. on the right side of the <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's, right. That's correct. <laughs> not in between, you know, that's like, the voting. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. So millennials, yeah. and you're 25? 25. 25. Yes. All right. You know who the Rolling Stones are, right? Mick Jagger, Rolling yes. Stones, Keith okay. Richards. Mm-hmm. You know those guys? Yes. Ron Wood, right? Right. You know sure, them. Yeah. I've... I've heard of them. I've dabbled there. I don't know them well. I've dabbled in the stations. We're acquaintances. A bit. Did your dad play it on the A track in the car, the station wagon when you and guys were going on your trip nope. to uh, the Niagara Falls? A tracks definitely were not. Her time. Definitely yeah. don't know what that is. All right. What I thought I'd do is I want to read you a couple of lyrics of Rolling Stone songs and see if you can fill in the oh, blank no. real quick. Hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. You want to do that now? Yeah. Dan right. will know these because not Possibly. because he's a big fan, but he's been around for. 40 some years (laughs) almost as long as steve well no longer than steve how old old is steve Steve just turned 47 47. okay Okay. i just turned 47 oh you're the same age yeah you could be your father oh hush (laughs) you know mick jagger could be my father could be my grandfather do i look like mick jagger (laughs) mom dad is there something i should know no anyway (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to read you a couple of lyrics here, and you can play at home if you want, if you're listening or watching on uh, Facebook. All right, here's one. I've been holding out so long. I've been sleeping all alone. Lord, I blank you. <laughs> Miss you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that right? Very good, yeah. Yes. Wow, how about that? That's my, uh, Mick, that's my Mick Jagger impersonation. Okay. All right, here's another one. Uh, let's see. I'm not waiting on a lady. I'm just waiting on a blank. Baby. Baby, no. Rhymes with Dan? lady. No, you got me on that one. You don't have that one? I don't have that one. Waiting on a friend. Oh, ah. a friend. Okay. I'm okay. just waiting on a friend. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, number three. <laughs> you can't always get what, what you, you blank. What you want. Yeah, very good. I've heard that song. You've heard that probably yes. in movies. I still hear that song today oh, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in movies. Right, you know he gets big royalty checks for that one. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, they mm-hmm. all, he's the brains of that operation. Mm-hmm. He did very well financially and put everything together. Let's see. Let's see. I have one more here. Okay. All right. I'll never be your beast of blank. Your, your what? Your beast, beast of, of blank. Beast of love. Beast of love. Is that no, right? It's oh. Beast of Burden. Beast of Burden. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. I can't imagine. Beast Your dad probably wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Since you're a millennial, uh, you are going to vote, though, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking over, Dan! Be sure to vote right, okay? That's right. <laughs> vote right. Don't vote loud. Vote yeah. in the middle. I don't know. Who's the president? I don't care. Uh, this beast is not of a, love. That's, this, I'm uh, going to well, be the, just, the beast of love. I just assume every song is a love song, okay? Dan's, Dan's going to get that tattoo. I am. Beast, beast of, of love. love. Yeah, baby. You can show that with a too. unicorn right above it. There you go, <laughs> little kitty cat on the yes. left. You can roll that up and show it to Kathy <laughs> in the evening when you get home. I'm your beast. Oh of my love. goodness, we have gone downhill today, haven't we? <laughs> can we? And it's a great day. It's a day of hope with food for the poor. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, this will bring more money in, no doubt, because we want to help those. Should we get mm-hmm. Kathy on the phone and see if Dan really is a beast of love? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he <you> shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do want to get Steve on the phone one of these days. Yeah, he would and love just, that. And play the game like we played yesterday right. with, uh, with oh, David. With how Delk. well do you know your father? How well oh, do you know your father? Yes, that yeah. would be so fun. Something to yes. do. We that should do that fun. next week. Okay, great. We'll just flick somebody important. Who okay. could we? Who could we flick? Uh, we'll have to look at the uh, schedule. We'll yeah. see who we can flick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, did you uh, read this uh, this morning about the? Uh, there's a couple of stories here. Yeah, we're getting ready to go to a break, right? Yeah, uh, eventually, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Um, did you read about that archaeologists believe they have found the altar that once held yeah. the... Now, here's the spiritual part of our show. Right. They believe they found the altar that held the Ark of the Covenant, the sacred chest, of course, that uh, housed the Ten Commandments. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. cool. Did yeah. you read that? Is Indiana Jones there? Right. To help see it? I thought we were just talking about Harrison Ford this <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah, we were. Somebody's ears were... We're itching or tickling. Mm -hmm. Was it his? Well, he's old. He can't hear anymore. They're uh, continuing to excavate a city on the West Bank in Israel. Anytime you say West Bank, look out. Uh, They found a huge amount of animal bones. The Associates for Biblical Research say uh, you've got about 350 years of sacrifices by where the bones go. They found bones. They're kind of sifting through bones. They're going to find out what is up. Wow. How huge would Mm. that be? Mm. Do you think... I don't know that I'd want to be there to, uh, you know, to pull it out and touch it. Because right. you watched the movie. Well, and just reading the Bible and yeah. seeing somebody <laughs> who touched it to oh, try to, you, you know, level the, it off, you know. Bring the Bible yeah. into this show. My gracious. This, he's the spiritual one of the two. <laughs> right. So. Isn't well, that a scary thought? <laughs> that must be why, why Louie signed at uh, Randy and Gina. That's yeah, right. Because exactly. I'm just not quite You haven't let that there. go yet, have No, you? I have not. I'm still, I'm a little bitter about it. By the way, next week, uh, if we're going to, you know, flick somebody, we got David Windicher. Or Joe Kirshner. We you can, know, uh, I don't have the, uh, how can I say that? The guts. <laughs> the intestinal fortitude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was going to say like something David else, Windicher. but we definitely wouldn't have a show after that. I wouldn't say to uh, David Windicher. Yeah, let's not. Uh, no. no. We'll pass. Let's we love him. him. We not, love David. Yeah. Not that ginger. We do love him. Yeah. So, But we'll do this. We'll do that next week. Okay, Shall great. we do that? We'll set that up. Awesome. Well, let's see what uh, Paul Jacobs is up to from Food for the Poor. We're going to just see. About I think, 510. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there all week. Well, I hope. Hope he is. And we're raising money for the kids in Haiti. It's uh, food for a year and water for life. I love it. Food for the poor. Day of Hope. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. 
Ah, don't you just love that sound? Mm. It is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Boy, I wish I was on a beach right now. Life is a beach to Dan. Yes, but, uh, you know, if you were on a beach today, you would miss hanging with Todd Chapman mm-hmm. of Food for I would. the Poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's usually on our Christmas list every year. We go... Hang with Todd? Yeah. That yeah. vacation, cruising, right. motorcycle. And why would it not be? <laughs> <laughs> really? You know, is there anyone who doesn't want to hang with Exactly. Moi? I mean, with a, with a voice like that, Except why would you not want to hang? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a given. So. Is that your real voice? Have you always had that no, voice? It's, no, it's... No. No, my, yeah, my parents paid extra <laughs> for me to be tall and have a decent voice. But nothing. I mean, this guy over here. What's with uh, that? this guy? This guy. Jeez. Is that an option yeah. that you can check when you have yeah. kids? Have a have a voice yeah. like that? I mean, wow. I don't know. It didn't That's work. Cool. Didn't work for me. It's interesting though when we go together out in public and people hear his voice, they know who he who he is. Uh, he was on the fish in the afternoon forever, <laughs> right? And so they go, I know that voice. Yeah. Now, me, they're like, oh, who's the old guy you're with, right? That's what they ask him. You who's got the, the old looks. guy? You got the looks. You got the looks. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. We're a good team. Thank you very much. <laughs> it is a day of hope with food for the poor Todd Chapman in the studio. I love it when these guys uh, show up. Uh, we have a lot of fun with them. And then we get to the the serious note because it is serious business here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Haiti. And for years, you guys have been hanging around. How long have you been with the uh, Food for the poor. Has it been eight years? Um, or I'm in. Five, uh, six, I'm seven, in year eight? seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah year yeah. seven. Wow. Doesn't seem like a day over six. <laughs> no, it's been it great. Doesn't, it doesn't seem that it, it doesn't seem that long though, right? It doesn't to me. It seems I, like I, only I, yesterday you guys yeah. kind of blew in. Yeah. No, I, I I love it. It's you know I never I never thought that I would uh, be blessed to do this for uh, a living. I mean I get paid to basically encourage people to help other people. It's just the the coolest thing in the world. My life has been so enriched by getting to do what I just did last week, mm-hmm. go to Haiti, go to Guatemala, Nicaragua, uh, the countries that we work in, and just be inspired by these, these folks that are that are so poor materially, but yet are so rich in spirit and rich mm-hmm. in faith. And then uh, even, you know, even more encouraging to me is coming back, telling their stories, giving voice to their struggle, their hardship, but also their faith and their perseverance and their mm-hmm. hope, mm-hmm. and then encouraging Christians here in America to do something, to, to come alongside our brothers and sisters there and show them Christ's love and, and uh, just make their lives here on earth a little bit better. So it's, I got the greatest gig in the world, man. It's awesome. That's cool. We love I do have you... to fly a little bit to do it, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's... But what's really cool, too, is you have like a little studio at the house. So every do, now yeah. and then we can uh, connect with you there. Uh, before you, and you have a studio in your home because you have an amazing voice. And for years you were... Uh, on uh, local stations, uh, city mm-hmm. stations, mm-hmm. and you worked for a, a competition a something channel, uh, <laughs> not so clear channel. Um, and I, so, I have no heart radio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. Man. But you were like a legend and oh, still are. Right. But what I'm saying is that you did the, the radio and broadcasting thing, and, uh, and then you made the switch. How did you, how did you prep yourself? Or did you have to, to make the segue into uh, from broadcasting and management and that kind of thing to where F- you know, food for the poor just touching the planet, touching yeah. people's lives? Uh, you know, man, I don't know. It's uh, I guess what I want to say is all of life is preparation. But you know, when I look when I look at my journey um, and how I ended up at food for the poor, number one, I never saw it coming. But now, you know, when you look at life, kind of in the, in in hindsight. 
and you can see God's plan and it all makes sense. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's why mm. you had me. D-. And then oh, now I get it. But, you know, in the moment you're going, you God, what it. are you doing? Yeah, What's yeah. going on? I don't yeah. understand. This is crazy. This is painful. This is hard. Um, but I actually went to, I was working for Salem in Dallas in 1999. I was a morning guy at one of the stations. Food for the Poor says, hey, come to Jamaica with us. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to Jamaica, right? <laughs> I'm thinking the grill, Ocho Rios, this will be great. Lay out you know? on the beach. I'm, yeah, and totally. Yeah. Man, so like, you know, I, I, land, I land in Jamaica within 90 minutes. We're on top of a dump, on top of a like a landfill, a mountain of garbage. Hmm. And I am looking on in, in horror uh, as people, uh, it's like just scavenging this dump like ants on a pound of, mm. on a, on a mound of sugar, mm. and the dump trucks are rolling in with garbage. It stunk, flies everywhere. I don't like talking like this because I don't want to open my mouth. You know, yeah. so flies would mm-hmm. get in there. Mm-hmm. I was almost throwing up. The smell was so putrid. Mm. But this was home to these people, and uh, and so three days of that, just seeing that kind of poverty, and you know. Look, I knew I knew that kind of poverty existed. I'd seen pictures, I'd seen videos, I'd seen stuff on TV. But man, when you when you get out in it, you smell it. Mm-hmm. You're face to face with folks that are actually living in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just pardon my bluntness, but you smell the body odor, you smell the, right. the decay, sure. yeah. the death, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you come back unchanged from that. And I spent that whole weekend or that whole three days. And uh, for a radio guy, you know, we had a sharing time every night as a group, and I just kind of sat in the corner and sucked my thumb. Mm. I mean, really, it just rocked my world. Mm. And um, the whole time I'm saying to myself, this is surreal. This is surreal. I mean, this, this, no, no, not, you know. I get back to Dallas. I'm, I, I get out of the plane. I get in my car. I'm driving home. You know, in a city much like Atlanta. Every time I come to Atlanta, it reminds me of Dallas. And it was like right then God spoke to me. He said, now look around you. This is surreal. Ninety percent of the rest of the world lives closer to what you just walked in for the last three days okay. than how you live. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. We are so incredibly blessed. And so little did I know that you know on that trip, nineteen ninety nine, how many years ago now, that God was paving the way, putting a spark in my heart to serve the poor. That would be you know fanned into a flame when I was on the beach, out of radio, been downsized out of I have no heart radio, <laughs> uh, and I'm sitting on the beach, you know, just longing to get back into radio. I started to pray. I said, "God, it sure would be cool if you could use that 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 desire to serve the poor, use my broadcasting background, right. put them together, and right. be careful what you pray for because yeah. God just might give it to you." Mm. And so here I am, and I, I love what I get, what I have the opportunity to do. I love inviting you to join what we're doing at Food for the Poor. And it really is about being Jesus. You know, the thing that I've come to understand, guys, is that uh, Ephesians 2.10, long ages ago, God planned that we should spend our lives, lives that he mm-hmm. redeemed uh, in helping others. That's really why we're here. We search for meaning in life, and it's really not that complicated. Mm. You know, help other people, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. whether you're giving financially or materially to the poor, whether you're giving an encouraging word to a brother or sister who's struggling, whatever God opportunity God's bring across, brings across your path to help another human being and show his love. That's why we're here. Yeah. And so I just love it. It's, I, like I said, I got the best gig in the world, man. I get to travel around and just tell stories I've seen and invite people to make a difference. Well, when you talk about that smell of poverty and, and it doesn't make sense until you experience it. Right. Cause I had heard it and heard it and heard it. I went and then one year I went with food for the port of Jamaica and then I experienced the smell of poverty, and I thought, wow, okay, yeah. this is what he means. And it's it's a smell that you just 
far as I've seen in the United States, I've never never smelled it anywhere. Nothing like it, right? Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, so I'm just in Haiti last week with a group of broadcasters. We took Beth McCall from your sister station mm-hmm. here. We also took uh, Amy Jacobson from another Salem station in Chicago. She'd never been to Haiti. First morning at breakfast, we flew in Wednesday night. Thursday morning at breakfast, she comes to the table. She kind of looks around, and she's like, I got a question. I'm like, yeah, fire. She goes, what is that smell? Mm. And I just said, it's Haiti. Haiti has a very unique odor. Mm. And everybody kind of you know has a different explanation or description of what it is. For me, it's a combination of burning trash, uh, like rotting garbage, uh, open sewers, right? Open sewers, yeah, sewage, yeah. and just like people that don't get to bathe. And it's a, it's, and every morning when I wake up in Haiti, this is going to sound really weird, but because I've come to love the country of Haiti, uh, even though that smell is disgusting, mm-hmm. um, when I wake up in the morning and I open my hotel, for some reason I can't smell it in my hotel room, but when I open the door to the hallway, because everything there is open air, yeah, you know, yeah. the lobbies and everything, it hits you in the face. And at first it's like, oh, what is, then I'm like, ah, I'm in Haiti. Yeah. And I, and I love going to Haiti because mm. I just love spending time with these people. They are an incredible people. So beautiful, so resilient, but yet they, they struggle, you know, incredibly for just basic stuff, food, water, opportunity, jobs, mm. uh, you know, and so I just love that God has given me the opportunity to, to serve them, uh, in whatever way I can. And I love, um, I love that we're making a difference. Thanks to people just like you who give to food for the poor. And it's, it's incredible the difference we're making. I've got, I got a great story. I, I don't know if we have to do a break or whatever. Well, we'll do got, is got about we'll, a minute and a half or so. Yeah, we'll get into that story okay. after this hard break. But yeah. uh, how can folks help? Of course, we want to raise, what, $50? Yeah, well, uh, you know, be as generous as you can. But here's mm-hmm. the deal. $50 to food for the poor, a $50 gift, will provide a year's worth of food, two meals a day for a starving child, and... It's going to give them water for life. And the way we do that is we, we build a water well or a water purification system right there in their community. And we know from years of doing this that for about five bucks per person, we can give somebody clean, safe drinking water for the next 25, 30, 40 years through wow. one of these wells or water purification systems. So, you know, here we sit drinking our bottles of water right. and even the small ones. My wife and I bought a bottle of water at the hotel room last night. Three bucks for a bottle oh, of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like... For two of these, you can give water for life. Mm. You know, even though I've been doing this for seven years, it still amazes me to say that. Yeah. Because we don't think twice about buying a bottle of water. But but believe me, and you might be doing it right now, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can afford to give to food for the poor. Look, if you can afford to buy a bottle of water, you can afford to save a child. Mm-hmm. You really can. Well, let's pick up on the other side of this heartbreak. We're going to hear some stories. And Todd has some stories. been going there for four years. You can help also go to pound 250 and uh, you can uh, say the word uh, hope. Do that, will you? Day of Hope with Food for the Poor. Todd Chapman in the studio. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. We'll be right back. Stay there. With your daily dose of radio antivirus protection, it's Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it is the Wednesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. It's hump day. We're halfway through the week. Fridays, I I can see it. It's off in the distance. Now, Todd, this is Dan every week. Uh, Monday, he kind of goes, hmm. Tuesday, he's a little better. Wednesday, he's got a little bit of hope because Friday is just a couple of days away. I think Friday, you're unbearable. I I really am. am. I can't even stand myself. (laughs) 
Now you know how the rest of us feel. Yeah, thank you very much. We gotta Welcome get to this. the club. Let's comrex this guy every day yes. on the show. Wow, we would uh, we would shake this city. It is a day of hope with food for the poor, and uh, the voice you're hearing on the third mic is Todd Chapman. He's been a part of food for the poor for some time. We were talking Dallas talk because Dan and Todd both worked in the Dallas mm-hmm. market, a huge market, and uh, a strong Salem station. There, I guess we could call this guy also our own Indiana Jones, right? Because yeah. he's traveled the globe with yeah. food for the poor, and he's seen the worst. And you notice when earlier when he said Nicaragua, he didn't say Nicaragua. No, he, he said Nicaragua. He Nicaragua. didn't say it like you. He didn't say it like you and I would say Nicaragua. No. Said, I'm like not always in Nicaragua, but when I am. <laughs> We we want to be for the poor. you know we want to be like you yeah. right <laughs> anyway we're, no you don't <laughs> <laughs> let's do this and we want to hear some stories from uh, your last visit and from uh, just the years that you've been a part of food for the poor we want folks to give and it's uh, it's all about food and water for life I love what you guys are doing and not only that uh, you've got what didn't I read. Or you said when we talked to you on the phone about like houses and businesses that you guys have been able to help communities yeah. in so yeah. many ways, and it's what they need. So we'll talk about that in a sure. second. On tomorrow's show, it's Carly Burris. Carly, the last time, uh, did a lot of her country stuff. She is amazing, and she is a part of Passion, and she's going to be doing some worship stuff mm-hmm. tomorrow. Bringing her guitar, it's Carly Burris tomorrow. Then on Friday, it's Chris Huff, and he's the worship pastor at Vertical Life Church. Yes, sir. Last time he was here, man, he said some stuff that rocked our world, Yeah, and he sang some amazing stuff, he's so we're going to do that on, on Friday. You know who else is coming out on Friday? Ah, uh, who? The one and only Kaylee Ratcliffe. No way! She loves Chris Huff so much. That Are they going to sing gonna... together? Uh, I, you know, we should see if we, if they could. Do you think they could do Friends or Friends Forever? Oh, I hope so. I know you love that song. I haven't song. heard that song in a long time. I'm sure Todd's heard that song. It's probably <laughs> on times, his, probably. It's probably on his 8-track in his car, I'm sure. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Yeah. Right next to Awesome God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, I hear that Screen again? Door in a Submarine. <laughs> yes, that's a great song. Wow, yes. That is a good one. I just yes. haven't heard it yeah. in years. Well, we're we're hearing stories and uh, and, and so many just positive things happening Uh, in Haiti because of the folks on the ground there at Food for the Poor. You'd be the first to say that it's not Food for the Poor alone. It's obviously the donors, right? That's the fuel. Uh, But you have people on the ground that live there. You talked about the Mm -hmm. stench. You get to come home. Did you ever experience any guilt at all when you came home? And you've been coming home for many years now. Do you go, or, or do you think, you know what? This is where I am. I'm doing something for an organization, a ministry that's helping these folks uh, get out of a place that they've been in for decades. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I prefer the word conviction. You know, I, I come home uh, convicted every time I go, without exception. I've been I've been on food for the poor trips now 25 plus times, probably across my seven years. Mm. Um Every time I come back convicted that I can do better of stewarding the resources that God has entrusted to me, um, you know, and I and I always always come back convicted too about how discontent I am, frankly. And I think Christians in America, we, you know, this is going to sound crazy, um, and some people will, I, I, you may disagree. This is the way I see it, my opinion. Uh, it's real challenging for us 
to live a biblical gospel and really be generous to others because we swim in a, in a, in a high pressure sea of commercialism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're hit by, I, I read somewhere 30,000 messages a day, oh, yeah. advertising messages a day from everywhere. And every one of them is about, Hey, you need, yeah. wouldn't right. it be nice if you had, <laughs> yes. you deserve it. You can afford it. Right. You know, everything is you, you, me, 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 me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's completely antithetical to scripture mm-hmm. where it's about others do unto others, help other people, you know? And so I, it's really hard for us because we, uh, you know, you go, you go to Haiti, you go to one of these countries, you see the need, your heart is touched, you're blessed. You just want to, I mean, you, you will empty your pockets in the field. And then I never cease to be amazed how quick you come back. And it's like back to business as normal. Right. And we kind of forget about this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but I, so I'm, I'm always convicted when I come back and, and my wife will tell you, man, I used to come back a freak of nature and she would hate it when I would go on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because I would come back and I'm so amped up about, you know, cause I've been hanging with starving kids and people that don't have water. And so I remember one time at the, at the time, our, our youngest uh, daughter, she was a gymnast. And my wife's driving mom's taxi to the gym with all the gymnasts, five of them in the car. And I get back and I, you know, on the weekend, I clean the cars. That's part of, that's one of my, one of my jobs. There's like 18 half drunk bottles half, of half water drunk. in the half car. Drunk. Yeah. Drives me nuts. And I get in the house and I carry them in. I'm joking. <laughs> Did you see what you left? <laughs> Don't you know that you, kids are dying for water and you're, you know, yeah. and she's like, Go away. Just get back on the plane and go away. As only the wife can do. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, I look in our fridge and, like, you know, vegetables go in the rotter. Yeah. And then three weeks later, <laughs> the they rotter. come out. Yeah, they come out, you know, in that that's drawer funny. where you forget I, about everything. Now I have so a new true. word for our rotter. I yeah. didn't realize yeah, that's what so I was true. And they come out juice, you know? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. you know. Disgusting, yeah. But, and so, yeah, there's an occupational hazard to what I do. But I do think the good side is. Uh, it, it makes you very aware of how incredibly blessed we are mm. and the the amazing difference you can make with what for most of us is, is no-brainer money. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is no-brainer money. Mm-hmm. I was talking earlier, $5 of every $50 you give, that's going to provide water for life. Not water, not a bottle of water, not water for a day, but water for life. I mean, you know, could you feed one of your kids for 50 bucks no. for a year? <laughs> for a day, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. A day? Yeah. Maybe yeah. a day, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. And good stuff. Good, and, yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, um, I, I, I hope every time I go on a trip, I hope I never come back unchanged, yeah. untouched. Because the day that happens, and I think that's the day I got to stop doing this. Yeah. That's the day my spirit has died. Mm. You know, my, 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 my soul is, is hard. And uh, but thank God, the more I get exposed to these folks, and the more I see the difference that people's donations make in their lives, and the way God is glorified, it actually just makes my heart more and more tender. So I, I recorded a little uh, video when I was uh, just a selfie video uh, when I was in Haiti this past week, and I said on that video, I said, you know, I want you to give because I want you to have the amazing feeling uh, that anybody who's ever given to help another person has. Mm. We're never more like God than when we're giving. Mm. Because God is the ultimate giver. And I've had people actually say to me, you know, because I say, well, you'll feel good when you give. Well, that shouldn't be our motivation. Really? Tell God that because he wired us that way. Oh, that's so good. That's tweetable right there. Seriously. That's amazing. This is the way God made us. You know, you do something good to help another person. It releases chemicals in our body that make us feel good. Well, there's a purpose for that because God wants it to feel good when we do what he wants us to do so that we'll Mm -hmm. keep doing it. And therefore, he's glorified. The world is a better place. People feel love. Their world is improved. 
that's the way it works. God really does have a good plan. And so I want that feeling for you. If you've never given to an organization like Food for the Poor, I want to challenge you right now. This would be a great, I don't believe that you're listening by accident. I believe it's by divine appointment because maybe God wants to, you know, have you open up that new area of blessing in your life by sticking your toe in the water and giving. Hmm. So let me challenge you, uh, five bucks a month for the next year. Just call pound 250 from your cell phone, say the keyword hope, and tell the operator, hey, I wanna, I'm going to give five bucks a month. And tell me if a year from now, I mean, I'll give you my cell phone number, and if you don't feel better or if you, you, know, if you regret giving that money, I'll give it back to you. Because oh, wow. seriously, you a money back guarantee money right back there guarantee. from Todd Chapman. I could go broke. No, I wouldn't. I never would. <laughs> but I really, you know, it really is true. You, you know, God will uh, just, God will just bless you. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to give you the money back. I'm not prosperity gospel mm-hmm. guy, but uh, God will bless you, you know, for, for just uh, using his blessings upon you to help other people. Wow. Todd Chapman, food for the poor pound two fifty, And you have an opportunity to say the word hope and uh, you can give. What's the number? You can also do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, dial 855-348-HOPE, H-O-P-E, 855-348-HOPE. Or you can even do it online. Go to uh, faithtalkatlanta.com. You have the You'll internet see a link here? There. We have the internet <laughs> here in Atlanta. Cool. By golly. Now, uh, when we, we, we need to go to break here in just a second, but when we come back, I want to hear about your most recent trip. Right. And yeah, yeah. I want to hear about uh, changes that you've been able to see because you've been several times over the yep. last years yep. and and have been able to see what Food for the Poor has been able to do with that. So we want to hear about some of the things totally. they've been doing there. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's do that. We've got to take a break. Todd Chapman will be back uh, with us. And I love uh, the picture that he gave us about giving mm-hmm. because I've wrestled with that before I feel good when I give, but am I supposed to feel good? I don't know. Am I giving to feel good? I tell you what, there are churches out there and pastors going, I'm going to use that for my building program Mm -hmm. because that's amazing. That's true. God made us to give. Love it. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. They're in the sweet spot of their mediocre radio careers. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. I love it when Dave Spiker reminds me that I'm in the sweet spot of my mediocre radio career. He's here to keep us humble, just like Todd Chapman. So. <laughs> love it. It is Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Wednesday and happy Food for the Poor Day. Well, I know one thing. It is uh, a day of hope with Food for the Poor. And uh, this guy, I think, is taking us up a notch mm-hmm. here as far as credibility. He is. Right? Definitely. And uh, obviously, if, uh, part of Food for the poor and uh, touching the folks there in in Haiti. We'll get into some stories and more with Todd Chapman here. Uh, but first, coming up tomorrow, it is Carly Burr. She's going to do some worship uh, music for us. And then Friday, Chris Huff of Vertical Life Church. It is going to be huge for the next two days. And then if you're a pastor or uh, a staff pastor, usually pastors have staff, some mm-hmm. type of staff, uh, don't forget the f- uh, not the food for the poor. We don't want to forget food for the poor, but the pastors' appreciation event. You could call that food for the poor. A lot of them are poor, and we're giving them food. So, <laughs> oh, I guess if you want to look at it that way, sure. Okay, well, thank They're you for the Dan. retirement plan. I yes. appreciate that. And it's going to be October the nineteenth. Where Dan at the Crown Plaza Ravinia, and they can uh, find out more. On our website. At the, at the, I keep trying to say thefishatlanta.com. <laughs> Not thefishatlanta.com. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com. You know, Dan was on the afternoons forever. Yeah. He started yeah. uh, when mm-hmm. the fish started. Right. And so uh, sometimes he defaults to yes. the fish. Yes, at, I do. The fish, as I say it. Yeah. 
Uh, meanwhile, thank you guys for coming. You you oh, come a couple thank times you. a year, yeah, and yeah. your hearts are evident. And uh, not only uh, while you're here, but we follow you on Facebook and we see just the amazing things mm-hmm. that are that are going on. So Dan had a great question uh, about what's going on in, you guys, in Haiti. There, yeah, you guys just spent some time last week in Haiti. How many times mm-hmm. have you been to Haiti now? You think? I, I I was trying to remember. I want to say it's eleven or twelve over the past what. So, uh, uh, yeah, six years. Six years. So since the earthquake happened uh, about about that time? or Earthquake was 2010. I started with Food for the Poor January of 2011. Okay. So I was first in Haiti a year after the, the earthquake. And I remember the first trip I went, uh, still the rubble on the ground, uh, still a lot of people right. living in tent cities. Big improvement since then. I saw some, I saw some really cool, encouraging signs uh, last week when I was there. Uh, I saw a lot. A lot of construction going on right downtown Port-au-Prince. They've rebuilt or are rebuilding some government buildings, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it, it just seems to be, you know, in a lot of respects, there's a lot of uh, energy and hope and revitalization of Haiti. Now, that's not to say there's still not a lot of hurt. Right. They've been in a drought for three years, so the crops are just nothing right now going on there that then they had hurricane matthew last october right right that completely wiped out the southwest peninsula which is where most of the banana crops come from 80 percent of the bananas from haiti grown in that region wow those trees are gone mm. gone man i mean you know and those are old growth trees it's gonna take 20, i was gonna say 20, 30 you years you don't to plant a banana back. tree tomorrow and have bananas. No, no no as a matter of fact we're gonna we're going to uh uh our pres our, our i'm sorry our executive director in haiti last week he was telling me they're gonna try to we're gonna try to bring in uh, between 500,000 and a million new fruit trees. Now, they're going to be young mm-hmm. saplings, mm-hmm. but at least get them going to That's begin cool. to replant that. But here's a really cool story. So we're sitting with our executive director, Bishop, Bishop O.J. I said, O.J. Whenever I say O.J., I'm Not thinking OJ. of Simpson. It's like, <laughs> different I cringe. OJ. Every time I say it, I'm like, no, no, O.J. Okay, OJ. different guy. That's where he OJ. is now, O.J. O.J. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> was in jail. Oh, it's yeah. kind of the same. But never mind. Um, so anyway, so he, so the, Haiti's got a new president, been in office now about a year. And so he got, uh, he called all the big NGOs, non-governmental organizations, charities mm-hmm. that are at work in Haiti, like the 20 biggest, among them Food for the Poor. And he calls in the leaders of all of them and they're, they're you know, at the table and he says, okay, here's my agenda for, uh, you know, revitalizing Haiti and here's what we're going to need. And he's got his list and he says, okay, first of all, we need schools. We got to build some more schools. So which of you can tackle schools? And so everybody's looking at each other, Bishop <laughs> Oje says, and finally he's like, puts his hand up. President's oh. like, great, food for the poor, when can you start? He's like, I don't know, a couple weeks. <laughs> okay, good, check it off. Uh, and we need houses in this particular community. It was devastated by the by the hurricane. Uh, you know, who's who's dealing with housing? Mm-hmm. He's just trying to get up to speed, right? And Bishop Oje put no, I mean, no other hands going up. Oh, wow. Bishop Oje puts his hand up. He said, well, we've already rebuilt a thousand homes, uh, you know, since the hurricane hit and we are on track to do another 100 per month since then. Wow. And so he's like, that's awesome. Checks it off. He's like, what about this and this and this? And they did the, they did the whole meeting and Bishop Oje said, I'm like getting embarrassed almost because my <laughs> hand keeps going up and nobody else's is going up. Teacher's but he's pet. like, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm not going to be ashamed about what God right, is doing right, right. thanks to our donors. So he gets back to the office of food for the poor and the president of Haiti calls him. Like when he walks in, the guy's on the phone and his assistant says, uh, the president's on the phone for you. Wow. And he's like, didn't I just see you? <laughs> I've had enough of you today. No, he didn't say that. He said, I just wanted to thank you. 
for your contributions to the meeting. He said, it became very apparent to me that there are two NGOs in operation in Haiti, food for the poor and everybody else. Hmm. Wow. Wow. And I thought, man. That's deep right there. Is that awesome? Yeah. And again, not not to make it about food for the poor. This is to make it about our donors and mm-hmm. about our great God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's only the case because God has blessed us across 35 years and God blesses us and fuels his work through people like you. You are the hero in the story. You're, and you know, by the way, we don't get government money, anything like that. We are, we are here because of just everyday people that give 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, $200. Now we, we have some major donors as well that Mm -hmm. give quarter million, you know, big projects, but not that many of them really, Mm -hmm. but we have two over 2 million donors at any given time that are giving actively to food for the poor. And most of it's a hundred bucks here, $200 there. So friends, I just want you to know that God can and will use you and is using people just like you, everyday people that are bringing hope every day to some of the darkest, uh, most hopeless places on earth like Haiti, you know, but that's how God works, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look in the scripture, that's what I love about it. God just used everyday people, to, you know, to, to bring miracles about. And it's the same today. Tell us a personal story about somebody that you were able to see this past week that maybe oh, man. you had seen before and you saw yep. a change this week. I got just the one. Yeah. Um, a few years ago in Haiti, we were there on a trip, and it was our last day. We're headed back to the airport. We got an unscheduled stop. We had a little extra time. And uh, a lady in our projects department says, hey, before you go to the airport, uh, stop here in Port-au-Prince. We just got word about an orphanage. This lady has started taking in street kids that it had just been abandoned in the streets of Port-au-Prince. And now she's got about 20 kids and she needs help. She's mm-hmm. called us to get food and, you know, cause she, she couldn't leave these kids there, but she's not an orphanage really. She's just a mom mm-hmm. with a big home. Mm-hmm. She started taking them in. So we, we show up over there. We met Carol, this lady, she had about 20 kids. Half of them had to be hospitalized like that. Wow. They were in such bad shape. And on that very first visit there, uh, I recorded a video holding a little boy named, Onsley. And he was half naked. He was, you know, half starved or almost fully starved. Uh, just non-communicative. Mom was a drug dealer. She, or not drug dealer, but drug addict. She abandoned him in the streets. And so every time we've gone back since then, every time I go there, I look for Onsley. Hmm. And he and I have come to, he recognizes me. So we walk in there. So, so, you know, every time I go, I'm like, all right, we're going back to this orphanage. I hope I get to see Ansley because you, you don't know. Maybe they've moved on. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I come in there and I turn the corner. There he is looking right at me. His little face lit up and he literally ran to my arms, jumped up in my arms, mm. gave me the biggest hug. Wow. And we had our little bonding moment there. He doesn't speak English. I certainly don't speak Creole. <laughs> but, you know, hugs and smiles are universal. Right. Yeah. And then he saw a ball and he got down and played. But I just cried. I just cried because, you know, every time I see that little guy, God uses it to remind me that uh, that it works, mm. that lives are transformed, and that we can't give up on even a single person. Mm. You know, it's so easy when you look at the at poverty, the scope of, the, of what they have in Haiti, and say it's too big, it's hopeless, we can never fix it. Well, you know what? We can fix it for Ansley. We can fix it for the next child and for the next child. It's just one person at a time, just responding to what God lays on your heart. Right now, God is touching you and saying, I want you to do this, whatever. I don't know what that is. Would you please do it? And just know that Food for the Poor is going to be a good steward with your gift. We're going to we're gonna take 95% of your gift and pass it along right to the people we're helping. I love that. Yeah, one of the I most love, efficient love, love charities in, in operation. So 
But I'm looking forward to seeing Ansley continue to grow up, and uh, I hope I get to to see him again every How year. How old again? How old is he's he going to be about? He's probably about five now. Wow! And I met him when he was two. Wow! And uh, there's a lot. By the way, there's a lot of kids in that orphanage that I I recognize. I don't know all their names, but I know them. The fa- yep, he's been here since mm-hmm. day one. She has, she has, and now I'm watching them grow up. They're getting three square meals a day. They have a bed to sleep in. They're going to school. These kids are blessed because of people like you. How much healthier do they look now? <clears throat> oh, it's incredible. Yeah. They, these kids would have died. Wow. They would have died. A lot of kids uh, in Haiti, one out of every five, don't make it to, to their fifth birthday. Wow. wow. We are so grateful for what you guys do, and we know that uh, donors are a huge part of what you guys do. So you Donors can go and uh, you can pound 250 on your smartphone, say the word hope. What else, Dan? 855-348-HOPE, 855-348-HOPE, or you can go online, faithtalkatlanta.com. 50 bucks a month, you uh, give a kid food for a whole year and water for life. It's it's that simple. Actually, if you did that, you'd be giving oh, five, 50 a month. Yeah, 50, kids. $50, yeah, 50, 50 one time. Yeah, you want to get yeah. 50 a month, though. That's, That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we'll take that, too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Todd, thank you so much. It's a day of hope with food for the poor. We've got to get him Creole lessons so uh, the next time when he comes back. Uh, so if you know Creo, yeah. uh, we'll hook you up with Todd. and he'll Sac passe. What did you call Bless you. Bless you. Todd Chapman, Food for the Poor. Find out more on our website, faithtalkatlanta.com, pound 250. Say the word hope. Dan and I will be back tomorrow to be the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. Have a great Wednesday. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.